0: Now, my next guest is no doubt well known to you from her years as a reporter with RTE and currently as a presenter with Arochthus TV. She's also the author of The President's Letters. And you're very welcome to the programme, Flora McCarthy.
1: Thank you very much, Orla. And uh, great to be here in LMFM, lovely studios.
0: I'm just turning up your mic there, uh, Flora. And you might just move a little bit closer to it, if you would, please.
1: I'm just admiring the studios and the buzz of being back in a radio studio. There's nothing like it.
0: Right. So you are here today to tell us about your relatively recent appointment as the head of training for Women for Election and your mission to get more women to put themselves forward for election. Why is this important?
1: Oh, well, that's the big question, isn't it? I would say why, you know, people ask, why do we need more women in politics? I'd say, why not? Um, Because it's time, basically, you know, in a nutshell, Um, if you look at our history a hundred years ago, at the foundation of the Irish state, women were very much involved, you know, revolutionary women in the foundation of Ireland. Um, Hannah Sheehy-Skeffington, names like Kathleen Lynn and others. Countess Markovitch was, was the first female cabinet minister in Europe. She was the second only in the world. And since then, women have taken a back seat in Irish politics, and it's time for that to change. It took 60 years before we had the second female cabinet minister, and that was Maura Gagan Quinn. So, you know, we were very much involved. We were then sidelined and locked out of the decision making. And um, there's been a lot of social change in Ireland over the last few years, and that has been predominantly led by women but we're not there yet our democracy isn't finished you know, there's 51% of our population is female, but that's not uh, what we see in politics.
0: <laughs> you're, you're, th- you're so right about the argument for more women there. And even mm. looking at that history, as you say, women so involved in the early days of the state. And then it's nearly like the men took over. They said, right, thanks, ladies, for your help with the revolution and all of that. But could you Did go back to the kitchen now, please? Make,
1: make me a nice cup of tea there, wouldn't you, Kathleen? Yeah, exactly. And there's a very telling portrait in Oris and it shows... Uh, President Hyde's first cabinet, and there were two other uh, then future uh, Irish presidents there, De Valera and Sean Tio Kelly. and uh, I was there recently for with my colleagues with with Amy Kane, and we were looking at this portrait, and it was to you know mark fifty years of uh, the women's Council and women's organizations in Ireland. Every single person in that in that portrait was male, and our politics has been dominated too long. Um, by men, I mean, they're doing a grand job in many ways, but really <laughs> it's not representative. If you walk outside the studios here and you look at the streets of Drogheda, it isn't just middle aged, middle class white men that you see on the street. There's a but whole
0: diversity out there yes, that we need that's to represent. not
1: reflected in our politics. Really shockingly, this floored me when I came on board with women for election last March. Ireland stands on the globalist of countries for female representation in Parliament. We're 101, Urla. We're behind China. We're behind Iraq, countries not exactly renowned for their gender equality or, or human rights. We're near the bottom of the table in Europe. How is that, Flora? How are we still so bad at this? And
0: I just have to say, as a disclaimer here, I've obviously worked with women for election myself over Mm. a number of years. I've helped with training women to become involved in politics. And I just want to say, Mm. if you're listening to this and saying, that's not me, it could actually be you. It could actually be you, that woman who goes forward. But tell us why we're so bad first in Ireland at this.
1: Well, I was looking last month, it was... um, the centenary of the 1923 general election, and the numbers jumped out at me. We're now 100 years on, 2023, and we have 23% of female TDs. Now, of the 37 women in, in, in Leinster House, in the Dáil, uh, 31 have come through our training and you have done amazing work with them. I just want to credit you for that. Why is it like this? I think... Traditionally, we've done a lot of research and over the years, various women's organizations and women's political movements have uh, commissioned academic research to look into the barriers, the impediments for women to get involved in politics. And five C's were identified, really, and those are culture. It has traditionally been a male culture. And if you don't see role models, you know, for example, um, just 25% of our local councillors are female. 19% in Cork City Council. It goes down to 11 in Donegal. I
0: have to say to you, we mm. have some excellent local councillors here in the North East. We have really dynamic women who have been at it for a good number of years. Right across you the do. parties, mm. they're actually excellent. But you're and you're right. doing very
1: well in Louth because I was looking it up um, because I knew you'd expect me to do my sums. Um, 29 councillors, you're 34% here in Louth ahead of the game So that's good, Mm.
0: but the point is you're saying about culture is do do a lot of women think, oh but it's not me, I I can't put forward what do I know about politics, what do I and it's not about politics in the sense of starting out, is it? It's about having a voice, it's about wanting to change something. It could be that you've a, a child with a disability and you really want to campaign for change
1: Absolutely, first of all you know, there's no special qualification needed to be a politician. You don't need to have a degree in politics. You don't need to be, you know, brilliant at at, at being on media, for example. Um, So there are no qualifications needed. Anybody can do it. And as you say, there are women all over Ireland already working in their local communities, already volunteering. They have their sleeves rolled up and are doing superb community work Um, and, you know, a lot of caring work and um, not getting enough recognition for that. It's not a huge step to go from there and being an activist. It could be work you're doing in your own community or it could be an issue. So a lot of our politicians have come into politics via feeling very strongly about the environment in their local area or it could be you know campaigning on disability or LGBTQ rights, so it could be that way. We then uh, encourage these women to find their voice to uh, up their game on their communication. Well, you we you talked really about mean. the five
0: C's and obviously the next one is confidence. And, yeah. you know, the confidence to say I've already campaigned to have the extension built on the school. I've already, you know, campaigned not to have the pylons go across the backfield. I've done that. So then moving that forward to say, well, actually, could I be a councillor? You know, to build that confidence and to say to them, you know, self-select, don't wait for somebody to say you should do this.
1: Oh, yeah. But a lot of women do need uh, this message that we're putting out today that, that why not you? Um, that maybe they're, they're brilliant at doing the work. They're fantastic organisers. They've got networks like you wouldn't believe. But it's that next step into politics that maybe they haven't um, thought about. But confidence to do that is huge and, you know, it's not going to be easy. Um, There are continued impediments. I mean, the landscape can be a difficult one. Stepping into politics, there's more and more uh, abuse, perhaps, that you may come up against on on social media in particular. But, you know, we're dealing with that. Um, It is not enough of a reason not to go ahead. Um, Confidence on the doorsteps. We also do a lot of work with women on you know, how to present themselves on the door, how to get the message across. Literally training people
0: to say, OK, when you go to a doorstep, how do you actually ask yeah, for yeah. the vote?
1: Training them how to open the gate and avoid the dog and walk up to the door and take a big, deep breath and, and leave a lasting impression. And, you know, maybe not stand there and say, I'm here, you should listen to me because, but to engage with the person on the doorstep. What do you think? And well, I'll take that away and that will inform my policy.
0: And you also talk about one of the the five C's is candidate selection. And uh, the discrimination obviously comes in there in that there are women, many women, I think, who maybe reach out, try to join a political party and sort of feel, am I welcome here? Am I ever going to be the candidate? Mm. Am I going to be dismissed as being somebody who's going to be a helper or who's going to put up posters but is not actually going to be taken seriously. How do you get around that?
1: Candidate selection is really important. And, you know, I think recognising the problem of not enough women in politics is the first step. And all political parties in Ireland have now signed up to uh, agreeing to take steps, take practical steps. So they have, for example, um, staff, inclusion and diversity staff, who are working on this. Um, they're actively training women as well and getting involved in our training um, and they are seeking candidates, I heard on Morning Ireland, a rival station <laughs> programme this morning, all party leaders with the dog term about to begin next week they're going on air and they're setting out their stall for the next, uh, the rest of this term so this morning two of our female party leaders were on, Ivana Batchik of Labour and Holly Cairns, leader of the Social Democrats. Both of those were saying and I know the other female political party leader, Mary Lou MacDonald, who will be on as well, would agree that uh, those their parties are actively seeking women and it's not too late. So we've got the local elections coming up right around the country next June. And those parties are still seeking candidates. But you're right. You know, if if they haven't been seeing women in in their local council, they may be thinking, well, uh, that doesn't. And when you me. say the
0: political parties are actively seeking women and mm. uh, clearly it is to redress this very simple equality issue. But what kind of woman are they looking for?
1: Every kind of woman out there, so it isn't just um, those who are working in their local uh community you know association or whatever it's anyone who's interested in politics and feels hey I've got a voice, I've got a message, I want to be involved in this um and and as I said, so they're still actively seeking them um winnable seats or is important though you know it isn't political parties just saying, well w- there's a quota system now we have to have." Uh, in the next general election it goes from 30 to 40 percent and that has been making a difference but it's not just parties paying lip service saying we stick women's names on the list there we want winnable seats for them. I
0: want to ask you more about that in just a moment. We're we're with Flora McCarthy from Women for Election and we're going to just take a break. You're on The Late Lunch and I'm here with Flora McCarthy who is the head of training for Women for Election. And we were talking about women who are very sort of passionate about some topic. It might be the environment, it might be disability, it might be LGBTQ rights. So you may already have done lots of campaigning and fundraising and awareness raising about an issue and you may have already all of the skills to go forward for election. So what would encourage you to take the next step? How hard is it to get elected, Flora, to your local council?
1: It's not that difficult. And, you know, a lot of women would feel, well, I don't have any family in politics. And traditionally, Ireland has been very much the family dynasties. You know, we know the names uh, where you have generations in the same family involved in politics or you may be new to Ireland or you may feel, well, you know, I I have a disability or I'm a traveller. And if you stop and think about it, we all have networks of people. And it's not that difficult to come up with enough people to be elected to your local council. It could be a few thousand votes, it could be two thousand votes, could get you in the door. And if you really think about who those people are who may vote for you, you start with the obvious place, your family, well, usually, <laughs> um, your uh, friends, your neighbours, uh, your local community, if you're involved in, say, a book club or a sports club, um, those numbers clock up very quickly. And those people can also be people who help out with your campaign. If they believe in you, they might actually come out with you and help you knock on those those doors. Yeah, that's very important to say. And we always tell women when we're training that, you know, our training sessions aren't only for women who want to run for politics, but also for those who want to help in a campaign. And, you know, men can be very useful in a campaign as well. Um, You need people with expertise so you may have a candidate some woman listening now who thinks god you know that could be for me to run for my local council I have a passion for change want to get things done um, but I don't have expertise on um, social media for example or I don't have expertise on fundraising If you really think about it, you may know somebody who can help. And that's what you do. You build a team around you. And it's not necessary
0: even people who are interested in politics. It's not even about politics. It's more about equality. And it's more about saying this woman has a voice and she will represent me. So therefore, it's only right that I support her and put her forward. I think you'd find a lot of people who might just get involved who have no experience of politics, but just say, look, I want to see a bit of equality here.
1: Oh yeah, I mean we we all have seen areas where it, it has been shocking. We've had a lot of societal change in Ireland over recent decades, but you know I think back, Orla, to my mother's time. I grew up in Skibbereen. My mum was from Dublin, but um, she knew an awful lot of women her age who had to, you know, because of the marriage bar, quit their jobs, put a an eject. Uh, button on their career. And there was one lovely story of um, a woman I came across uh, I know her granddaughter, her name was Bridget Murphy. She worked as a secretary in Arsenechthoran for President Douglas Hyde and as soon as she got married in the late 30s she lost her job because she had to make way for some young man. Um, Years later, 50 years later, she was one of the first people to volunteer for the campaign of Mary Robinson who had herself as a lawyer worked to end the marriage bar. So, you know, generations of women out there um, have been uh, on the receiving end of inequality. Well, you know, you're you're making me think of
0: a, a personal story as well. My great aunt, Mairead Nigra, that was the exact same. She worked for Ernand the Blythe, one of the very early ministers and same thing, had to leave, had to marriage bar and all of that and she ended up being separated in a day when nobody was and she became a playwright and her famous play was on thrill. and uh-huh. it was the same thing. It was women creating opportunities for themselves. So women are brilliant yeah. at needs must, at actually creating creating an opportunity, but maybe just women listening to this would think, yeah, I do wonderful things for the Rotary Committee or whatever I'm involved with, but our politics is a step too far. How do we say, no, it's not a step too far?
1: Well, you know what, I all of my friends um, and all of my friends' friends, you know, so many women in Ireland are working so hard to get to the end of the day or to get to the end of the week, juggling um, child care or elder care or trying to put food on the table or trying to get a day's work done and walk the dog and mind themselves. You're not going to get it all done. We work incredibly hard. And I imagine there are a lot of people listening who would say, well, you know, I, I am really capable. But I'm stretched in too many different directions. That's where having help around you comes in. So as we were just saying there. Build the, net- the tribe. Build, build the, tribe, the network. The network of helpers, even if it's down to, you know, somebody minding your kids while you go canvassing, somebody driving you along the canvas. You need a little team to help you. Um, and then check our website, womenforelection.ie, because we've got some fantastic training there and workshops. And a lot of it is online. So you can dip your toe in. And, and, you know, come along to some of our free workshops and webinars and see what well, could this be for me?
0: You're right when you say just dip your toe in the water and, and try it out, because a lot of people will say, well, not only do I not have the time because childcare is one of those five C's that we mentioned. And the other one is cash. Women would mm. say, but you're, I don't have the money and how would I raise the money to run for election? But you're saying you, you, you try to make the courses that you offer accessible.
1: Oh, we do. Yeah. I mean, several of them are, are free. Others are, you know, nominal fee because we need to uh, hire a venue sometimes or train trainer, get trainers. Um, but on the fundraising, we also do training on that. So we've got great tips on from the experts, from the people who've done it successfully on how to raise funds. You know, a lot of women listening have done this already. They've they've raised funds for their local hospice or for cancer treatment. Um, or the local school. And so there are there are great tips. And if you get involved in party politics and someone would say to us, well, you know, but there isn't one party that that I can see myself aligning with. Um, I don't think any politician would say that their own party is perfect um, or has all of the answers to all of society's ills. But you can find a party that ticks some of the boxes, get involved with them, and of course, that is going to help with, with funding your political uh, future.
0: I love the way you say as well, you know, the, the diversity piece is so important. Um I know here in Meath, we have councillor Yemi Adenuga and she is a force of nature. She mm. came from Nigeria and her backstory is so interesting in terms of being in a family where her father had half a dozen wives or something so culturally yeah. different to us. And she's embedded
1: in Mead and doing great work. She is. And, and she, she fell in love with Navin. She talks about the story about seeing it on a map and um, getting off off a bus and realising for the first time since she'd left Nigeria this is home she started volunteering in local schools in community associations to give back something to her community and that's what drove her in politics and you know people can be cynical about what it is that gets somebody to get involved in politics and it's self-serving. Yemi is uh, Ireland's first female black elected councillor and she's a perfect example of somebody doing it for her community.
0: Well, I see you're here a Flower um, McCarthy here with us in studio and you're wearing your Women for Election t-shirt and it is a hashtag more women and it is a very, very strong message. I don't think anybody would argue that when women get into the roles, they do actually make a difference. They can be very impactful, as we've just been hearing there about Yami. So those courses are on the Women for Election uh, website mm. and they're coming up fairly soon because obviously we're, we're starting the lead in now to the next uh, set of elections. Yeah,
1: they are. They're running... Um uh, at the moment actually we've just started and we're about to launch we'll be at the ploughing championships next week Mon- Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday and our slogan for the ploughing is give it welly we hope we won't need them actual wellies and the, the weather will, will be with us but uh, lots of information on our website we've done training courses also for you know, with people with disabilities and um, a great one with travellers uh, in the spring. So all women are, are more than welcome to come along. Maybe you know nothing about politics. We've got introduction to politics. Maybe you are very accomplished and you need to uh, work on your media. So um, we cover it all.
0: Well, Flora McCarthy of Women for Election and formerly of RTE, thank you so much for coming in to us today, and I hope you've encouraged a few women to think about putting themselves forward for election. And